Welcome to Stay Engaged 2023. Now in its fourth year, Stay Engaged is back to captivate you with a compelling lineup of weekly offstage sessions from esteemed IAB UK members and the creme de la creme of the digital advertising industry. Prepare yourself for a whirlwind of creativity as each episode aims to ignite your imagination and revolutionize your thinking. Today, we are joined by the founder of Lollipop Mentoring, Maria McDowell, alongside Rachel Wilkinson from Zaxis, as they share first-hand experiences and challenges faced by black women in the advertising industry. Get ready for eye-opening discussions that will hopefully inspire change and impact power all over to you ladies hello there i'm maria mcdowell i am the founder of lollipop mentoring cic lollipop is a mentoring initiative that pairs mid-level black women with senior mentors in the advertising and marketing sector it was started just over two years ago as a bit of a side hustle just to help a few people wherever we could and now we're just under 400 registered mentors and mentees which speaks to the need and the appetite for lollipop and I brought along a dear friend of mine Rachel um, who is an ally of lollipop and a lollipop mentor and she is a senior woman in the industry and I wondered if you would introduce yourself my love of course I would. Thank you, Maria. Yeah, I'm Rachel. I've been in the industry 17-ish years. You don't, doesn't, you doesn't <laughs> look like you have been. <laughs> you look like you're just over 17, my dear. Oh, I, I, um, I don't feel it today. Um, so yeah, I've, I've been a, a, around a little while. I've seen an evolution mm-hmm. of what it is to be a black woman in media in those 17 years. Um, and I think... Joining Lollipop has given me a vessel to take all the learnings of these 17 years and pay it forward Mm -hmm. into young minds that I would have liked to have had when I was coming through, actually. Mm -hmm. That's why I decided, yeah, Lollipop's a vessel for me. This is how we take all that knowledge and experience and, and pay it forward. So looking forward to this today. Yeah, gosh, (laughs) it's great. It's a really good chance and opportunity to talk and talk Mm. candidly. I think it's good to hear from black women about black women, because one of the things I'm not sure if I made clear is that Lollipop is about mid-level black women. So it's not entry level. I think there's quite a few organisations that deal with getting people in. But Lollipop is the answer to the question of what happens once they're in the industry for a couple of years. And I think generally, in my experience... If you are a mid-level woman, regardless of race, you are sometimes seen as expendable. And so if you have an issue with someone or, you know, especially if someone who's more senior, especially with regards to bullying, etc. You know, if that person is someone who the company regards or they're responsible for lots of revenue, then there is a reluctance to do anything about it. Mm -hmm. And so whether they say it or not tacitly, it's like, well suck it or leave it you know or or go I know I've seen that happen to a lot of mid-level women and that's why I have a bit of a passion for it and I think it's a very hard space to be in it is and we all have to traverse through it right yeah I don't know an exec that went through to being a director yeah without passing through (laughs) the mid-level of their career yeah so I definitely think there's space the space for everyone obviously who wants to help in this industry but specifically lollipop speaks to that space that Mm -hmm. says 
we know you're at a really difficult juncture mm. in your career and you don't need to explain to us what yeah. you're going through. We we see you, we hear you, we get it. Yes. Here are some tools to see you through. Yeah. On your way up to, you know, that senior title that, yeah. that you want. And uh, I think there's been lots of work around great work around creating safe spaces to talk about women returning to work after yeah. having a child great or you know because women who were 40 plus like us used to disappear back in the day yes They'd never go, to be seen again never to be seen again there are some wonderful initiatives mm-hmm. that are encouraging more diverse talent at junior level into the industry of course mm. support that back that But I do wonder, whilst all this change is underway, whilst we're going through this change curve, Mm -hmm. where the industry woke up and said, oh, we need to change our ways a little. Well, that's great for the future talent coming through. Yes. But what do we do for those women who are waking up this morning to go to work who need some tools here and now? Because that change curve, any change is incremental. 100%. That change curve is going to take a few years to <laughs> it kick in. It really is. We really is. And also the people that are coming in now yes. are going to either stay or they're going to go. Yes. So all that time, all that resource yes. in trying to recruit them, you need to retain them. Yes. So actually that leads us on to a few stats. Some might call these stats depressing, but I think it's important to read... Real talk. Yes. <laughs> And to frame the conversation moving forward. So the all-in survey results for this year states that 30% of black people are likely to leave the industry due to lack of inclusion and or discrimination. So that's almost a third, Mm. okay? The second stat is that London working population is 11%, but only 4% of representation in the industry. Yeah, so basically the working London population is 11%, but there's only 4% representation in the industry. And of that, you know, 2% are in C-suite positions. And according to the major players survey in 2022, black women are paid 20k less than white men despite similar educational levels. And then the fourth one is inequalities are also present in terms of career progression. According to a recent McKenzie Women in the Workplace report, it found that black women are more likely to be overlooked for a promotion in comparison to their non-black female colleagues, whilst also being the least likely to benefit from the positive impact of career development and training organisations. So that's Great. not, yeah, Thanks. I know. I'm sorry. But we, we got to, we got to work from somewhere, right? We got to, we got to, we got to have some facts. And Energized we gotta, to turn that afternoon inbox on there. No, we will get more positive. Honest, <laughs> honest. We will get more positive. Come on, let's hold on. We are positive people. But, but <laughs> is that surprising to you? It's, it's no, it's not surprising to me based on what I hear, my own kind of personal lived experience and from some of the anecdotes and conversations I have with our mentees but I'm just asking you do you is it surprising to you no no it's not surprising to me I think we need the numbers Mm -hmm. because the anecdotal feedback isn't enough Mm -hmm. right no and it gets misconstrued as whinging or whining feeling ungrateful yeah chip on our shoulders yeah playing the race card because everyone's had to work yeah. hard yeah but i think that's why i think so stats are we important the stats didn't yes. we we and, definitely um, did you mentioned revenue earlier right mm. and it's all about the numbers mm. and it is about revenue if we can attribute 
And it's a shame we have to attribute it to revenue. If you can start attributing the real cost mm-hmm. of ignoring these stats to your bottom line to revenue, staff yeah. turnover, what does that cost you? Mm-hmm. If you can't retain clients and their expectations yeah. of what they want your talent to look like, right? what they, you know, clients who want to know what are you doing and where do you sit on this. Our clients are, when I talk about clients, I talk about brands, mm-hmm. right? Brands, I've got their finger on the pulse of public opinion way quicker yeah. than, than anyone else, right? Speak to Nike and Kanye. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's Adidas, isn't it? Sorry, yeah. Adidas and Kanye, right? They got their finger on the pulse way quicker. And we are in service to them, mm. right? So, you know, more and more we have to recognise it's not just about saying you do the right thing. You have to be doing the right thing. And for me, whether it's about saying it's going to cost you money mm-hmm. if you don't address this or it's going to cost your reputation with your brand and your client if you don't this, I don't mind which argument mm-hmm. our teams have to go forward with mm-hmm. to say this change needs to happen. So long as all of the all of the data, if you like, is is at their hands. Yes. Whether they are saying there's a change in tide in public opinion, mm-hmm. we cannot afford to be behind. So can I ask you a question, which is kind of outside the scope here, is about performativeness. Mm-hmm. Because one of the reasons why I didn't do it either is because I think people see mm-hmm. from a PR perspective that they need to be doing the right thing. So they'll yeah. post and they'll say lots of stuff and panels that they've been on and yeah. look at us, this is great. But yeah. the reality is, especially in, you know, founding Lollipop and speaking to, for example, a lot of the black women within those organisations, so they're posting yeah. one thing and the experience that I hear or something else, yeah. that is the disconnect. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah. and that was kind of fed a little bit of my cynicism in filling that out because I've seen it. But when you have, like, for example, say three young black women or mid-level black women coming to me from the same organisation saying that they don't want to go back to work, they want to leave, because there's no point because of the discrimination and the culture within that that organisation, and then they're posting the panels that they're... Because look at us, and they're saying that to their brands, and they're saying everyone's buying it. But the yeah. real story is something else. And so that's that led to my cynicism. But I'm I'm back on the boat and I'm I'm gonna keep, keep pushing it out, for it. <laughs> but but I do think that there is a huge task that the industry has to do in terms of building trust yes. because of this stuff. And I think one of the things I wanna talk about next is is personal experience, mm-hmm. right? Because personal experience can look very different to what the PR line is yeah. that they put out to everybody. Mm-hmm. So I guess you know, some of my experiences in terms of, you know, the challenges that I faced as a senior black woman. So mm-hmm. my role is that I also work in the industry as a sort of, I run departments, operations, project management departments. And one of the things and the challenges that I had was that, you know, when you're in a senior position, a lot of the times people don't want to listen to you because you're a woman. And they definitely don't want to listen to you if you're a black woman. Mm. And some of the challenges that I faced was around that and then going, okay, well, I have to make my mark, but I can't make it too hard because then I'm aggressive and I can't be too soft. Otherwise, I'll be a walkover and I won't be effective. Mm. So I would just go home and 
think about all the interactions that I've had over the day. Was I too hard? Okay, let me send another email to make it to make it a little bit softer. Yes. And let me, you know, just check in with everybody. And, you know, I remember working with one person and who was actually reporting into me. And uh, the feedback was, well, you know, maybe you need to you know, she's she's taken a bit of a dislike to to you, um, and I know why. It, I, I, in my personal opinion, I know this person had lots of discrimination against people who were from the same background as myself, i.e., mm. not white. And um, so there was like, you know, be a bit more gentle with her. So I was like, being, I was, you know, trying to bend myself in shapes to make myself, <laughs> you know, palatable to her. And and then it was like. Then the feedback was, oh, no, she's so um, patronising to me. So it's like, okay, let me just leave her to it. I can't change her. And it's like, oh, Maria, why don't you be this way? And I just said, look, Mm. you hired me because Mm. of what I do and how I am. I'm almost a six-foot-tall black woman. Do you know what I mean? I'm trying to work. You know I'm effective. What do you want me to do? Yeah. It's very hard. And I think if you have anxiety as well, it's very difficult. Yeah. And you take it home and you just go, actually, it's exhausting. I don't want to do this anymore. And that's like one tiny anecdote in yeah. terms of my race. And and we know that, you know, they, they even kind of alluded that, yeah, we know she's a bit racist, but hey. For me, this is where we all, as black women, black people, people of colour, any minority... You do have your own currency, which is where you expend your time Mm. and energy. Mm. You've got your time and where you choose to put it and Mm -hmm. where you choose to direct your energy. Mm -hmm. And I don't know where the line starts and ends with, you know, representation matters, Mm -hmm. but we don't want to be part of this performative tick box either. And I don't know where that line starts and ends, but for me... It's about where I choose to put my time, the initiatives I choose. Mm -hmm. I'm here this morning by choice to Mm -hmm. say, I will put my voice to this initiative. Yes. I will give it the seal of approval Mm -hmm. of me saying, yes, Mm -hmm. this is for real. Mm -hmm. What I don't have to do is point out, well, that one's performative. That's just tick boxing. I'm not going to sit here and list the other stuff, which we know and we see and are aware of. Yes. That it's just wolfing sheep's clothing, yes. dressing it up. Mm-hmm. And I think it. what we can do is know that we can say, well, let them do that thing. Yes. Let them say that. But I'm not going to personally endorse that. Yes. I'm not going to personally, you know, recommend yes. that area or that person, that, that panel, that company, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. If you feel, hmm... You talked about gut, you talked about instinct, you mm-hmm. talked about intuition. That's all we ever have had. Yes. Because <laughs> yes. no one does come to work saying, yes. I'm going to discriminate against you today. Yeah. <laughs> you just Well, there are some people yeah. that might do <laughs> So you take all of that gut and those spidey senses yeah. and you say, no, I'm not getting that panel. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Hey, Rachel, are you coming along to this such and such? Yeah. No, I'm not. I'm not going to be the person in the room that you need yeah. <laughs> to balance it up today. Yeah. It's <laughs> but, so it means when you do see me and hear me and when I do pop up yes. and I do lend my voice to something, yeah. it's be not, it, you know, you, we have to trust each other mm. in knowing we're not being reeled out for anything yeah. less than genuine causes here. And it's very hard because this industry is... Fueled on um, building your own brand. Yes. Right? Yes. So I do appreciate some people will be like, well, I need to 
need to accept this panel because I need that. <laughs> yeah, I need that photo op for my LinkedIn. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. You know what did we do here today? Right, good selfie. We did. Yeah, here we are we did. in the studios. You know, yeah. girls on tour. But in all seriousness, you know, how do you build your brand in an industry that only has four percent representation? Yeah. <laughs> how do you, in that four percent, build a brand that is impactful? And sidestep some of these performative, you know, initiatives. You tell me, Rachel, because I mean, and this is the thing, and also one being, decision at a time. Well, this is it's Isn't it's it? it's a vulnerable moment, right? Because yeah. setting up lollipop and also being human, I've always had this thing about fairness. Okay, yeah. so everything <laughs> has to be fair. Yeah, and so and which is probably a bit naive on my point on my part, yeah. right? Which is this is not right. Can't you see? I Come know. on. You know, I listen to these women who are at crisis point, yeah. you know, and if you've had your own trauma and things that's happened to you, say, 20 years ago, because I'm not a spring chicken, and it's still happening, and you're not a counsellor, mm-hmm. and you're not, you know, and it triggers the stuff that happens to you, so then you see it, and it's everywhere, and you look on LinkedIn, and you go, look at this hypocrite, look at, you know, it's yeah. very hard, but what you're saying is completely right, and I'm... I am working my way through that to be a bit more level-headed and not rageful. <laughs> I say rageful, we but just like, but, it, but, it, but it's not, but it's, but, it, but also, I also feel to a degree as well that passion, you know, I call it rage, but it's not, it's actually passion. I yeah. care and we should all care, right? And I think it's about maybe it needs a bit of passion yeah. to say, look, this is not right with love. And maybe that's the way forward. That's where I'm toying at the moment. Um, because otherwise it's not going to change or it's not going to change. And maybe we need to some radical, some radical thought here because it's, it's, it's hasn't served us, has it? No. You know, anything that's changing is changing tiny bit by tiny, tiny bit. But right. even this is a step as well. Us being on yeah. this podcast is a great thing. And it's something that I want this to to be a vehicle where we can talk about our own personal experiences, you know, of, you know, me, because of being exhausted, dealing with some of this stuff on a day-to-day basis, you know, not having massive anxiety, waking up at 3am, I say waking up, just deciding not to lie there with my eyes open anymore and going for walks, (laughs) because my mind was so crowded with what I've got to do, and I'm doing my job, I'm dealing with politics at work i'm dealing with clients i'm dealing with feeling that i'm not good enough and wondering am i going to go anywhere and is it because i am black or is it because something else or do you know what i mean it's a lot of load and so i just thought maybe the industry is not for me i don't know have you ever felt that way um i have i took i took about two years out didn't come back until i was really sure that um the person returning was intentional yeah only now do i realize that i'd floated along trying to emulate fit in trying to quite frankly be a 20 something middle class white girl from the home counties right because that's what i was surrounded by right and that wasn't really me. Right. <laughs> so only now do I look back and, you know, we talk about these phrases, bringing your authentic self to work. And I don't think people really know what that means until they've 
literally started shedding mm-hmm. a fake persona that they've had about right. them for a little mm-hmm. while. Mm-hmm. And um, this is a Birmingham accent, right? You can hear this yeah. from the accent. So I'm not a native Londoner, yeah. Uh, which meant when I moved from the Midlands down here, and I should say on a positive note, I have had people interjecting my career along the way mm-hmm. and they've been white males mm-hmm. who have said, you need this, 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 this. And so I've been mentored unofficially by the very people that you do need to, unfortunately, so, sometimes so, have in your locker to we, advocate for you to, shall we unpack to jump that? ahead. My first role in, in media in London, I was working out of my hometown, a town mm-hmm. called Tamworth, just mm-hmm. outside of Birmingham. I'm and from Nottingham, I know Tamworth. Yeah, I went yeah. to Nottingham Uni. Nottingham Trent, I should say. Hey. Nottingham. So long story short, I, I worked out of the Midlands. We had a London office. I didn't know at the time, but I, I'd happened upon a really great boss. Mm-hmm. I didn't know it at the time because I'd never had yes. a great boss. Yeah. I'd never had a boss. Yeah. Unless you can count Asda, Asda Checkout. Right. <laughs> The managing, the manager of the Asda checkouts before that. So I'd stumbled upon a great boss. He was a young, energetic CEO startup. He would be classed now as someone who was about equitability, right? Not just equality. Mm-hmm. He had this wonderful exec assistant. I choose my words carefully. Back then, you would have maybe described her as powerful, right? Go getter, right? Doesn't take any, yeah, beep, yeah. Black female. Right. Tall, like you. Right. Actually, she was nailed on. Mm-hmm. She was intelligent. She was articulate. Mm-hmm. She was steadfast, persuasive. Yeah. You have to choose your words carefully. Mm-hmm. And it was a wonderful company full of good talent mm-hmm. and a, a, a decent mixture, if you like, of back then di- diverse talent as well. So I didn't know I'd stumbled across this company and um, they gave me the opportunity and they says, do you want to go to work in London? Well, I says, I want a job in London. I yeah. says, right. And he says, if you want to um, plan media, mm-hmm. you need to understand how media is sold. Right. I'm going to put you in this department and we're going to support you. And they helped fund my move to London. Mm-hmm. And as soon as I arrived here, we went shopping and... I was at the Media 360 Awards, I think. What were you shopping for? They were shopping for outfits. I had to go get an outfit for the Media 360 Awards. Wow. Being sponsored. And they put me in a hotel and... How old were you? Oh, about 24, something like that. And we, you know, everyone rallied around finding my flat Mm -hmm. and helping my search. Oh, wow. His exec assistant took me under her wing. It was a real village, Maria, that helped me Mm. move. Mm -hmm. And that's... Looking back, that's, I think, what all the different initiatives that are happening in companies now, mm-hmm. my single little startup was doing that for me. Right. Lots of individual little ways, mm-hmm. right? I had a boss. So he understood social mobility. He was yes. from the same sort of background as me within the same area, mm-hmm. knew what it would take to get down to London and crack it. Right, so he was coming from an angle of, he understood, you're from a small town in the Midlands, going to go and try and crack it in, 
in London. Why do you that's think that's not going to be do, a do, smooth ride? Do you think he was just a decent human being, he or do you think he human. had a mandate for diversity? I don't think he had a mandate. I'd look, I, I sometimes think I, I should go back and check in on him. Rach, I wanted to talk to you about like black women in particular, right? So. For me, as a mid-level young black woman, I was taught that if you work really hard and you keep your head down and you don't show that you're too aggressive, that you will be promoted and you will, you know, you've got your education, you'll be promoted and you'll end up uh, in a senior position that doesn't always play that way um it didn't play in my career um and i can say that i've got a 20 year career and i think i was only promoted really once and had a good pay rise once i've had to manage my own career Mm. i've had to go and go to another place negotiate Mm -hmm. a higher salary work there deal with what i need to deal with realize i wasn't going to get promoted then go on and apply for another role and i'd always have an a b and c plan and i think running lollipop that's basically a lot of the that's the conversations that i'm hearing from our mentees does that resonate with you and do you think that that is the opinion that you know you have yourself uh, and and the people that you know at your level or that have gone through it all it's the play block is the the, that's how my career played out as well if you want more money move yeah i think it is different now uh, and we've got to we've got to help people through mentorship understand well what's it going to take if you're going to go into a negotiation of your of your salary and i think there are steps that you know actual steps uh, and practices that that women can do in their career that will help with that for me i would say keep your receipts mm-hmm. yeah don't just wait for your annual review until you tell your your line manager what you're about yeah if you're doing great work like log it write it down work. yes yeah this is this is the goal you set me mm-hmm. this is what i did to attain that goal mm-hmm. here are the results i think i got mm-hmm. what are your thoughts yeah right understand your company's kpis and yeah. goals and mm-hmm. understand how you are feeding into them if you don't know ask your manager yes what are we striving for yeah are we revenue are we client retention mm-hmm are we what what's our team laddering up to and what's my role in that and have a firm understanding of how you contribute mm-hmm. so you can show how you contribute yeah right get back to that piece of paper of why you've been hired and what your job description is and what what your company expects of you mm-hmm. understand your job description inside out so that you can demonstrate really clearly this is what I do and this is you know how I contribute are we saying that will mean you will get promoted? Not always, but it means you can go into that conversation if you don't get promoted to say, can I now understand why? Yeah. If I did X, Y, and Z, you set these KPIs, we've agreed or disagreed, you know, where I land in them. What is it now going to take for me to get that next, next promotion cool. and to that next step. You've got to be really clear and un- understand. And I would add to that as well is to look out for your your mental health, okay, and take a breath. Make sure that you are looking after yourself. And I would say find a mentor, find somebody you can trust. Mm. Not everybody who works for the company has your best interests at heart. I would also say be rational and be take emotions out of it. Are you Are you actually good at your job? 
<laughs> do you know, I know right? are you and you need to have an objective conversation with yourself about you know do I have the skills am I ready mm-hmm. you can't just demand it just because you think you should be in it and then you know if you think that all things considered do you think you're going to be promoted right based on the personalities exactly. and based on everything and then make that decision that's what I would tell a a, a young black woman in fact that's yeah. what I tell anyone to be honest with you exactly. and then and be level-headed and take your time that's what I would say work to your timetable and not look at everybody else so that you know being promoted whatever yeah. what's right for you and then the other thing I was going to say to you going to ask you is do you think that this is fixable in terms of the stats that I mentioned at the beginning of this this podcast your experiences my experiences mm-hmm. um, do you think it's fixable and what do you think are the the main steps that individuals and organizations should take I mean from my <laughs> point of view I think that organizations should really promote psychological safety within their their companies yeah. so that might mean not just surveys because I, I said sometimes you can get surveyed out but mm-hmm. having third party people come in and talk to them mm-hmm. and talk to the, the staff so that they feel like they can answer honestly. I would also say that companies should look out for you know what's been said in exit interviews especially by their diverse talent I think they should look at you know do they want people to be happy what are the surveys saying because sometimes you have staff surveys and then they pick out the really good stats which is yeah 98% of the people (laughs) are really happy okay well what about the 2% what are they saying and what are you doing about it you know because people aren't stupid and then I would say that you know as I say speak to everybody and be honest and be realistic and if you're not there that's okay just be honest about it it's when you try and do this performative rubbish that everyone just goes this is not quite right but anyway that's me talking what do you think I agree with with what you've just said you know there is no silver bullet but my take on it is you know companies built by people right so you've got it comes back to people yeah and you've got to really understand is is that person who's making those decisions and are they showing the behaviour we expect? Yes. Are they behaving in the manner that we, we believe yeah. is true of yeah. what our company embodies? Mm-hmm. So from a, a company top-down point of view, you know, you can say, you know, I work for a, a wonderful company, WPP, yeah. Group M, but it's made up of individuals. Yes. <laughs> and we will have some individuals that aren't on board with this. Yes. So I would love to see more companies thinking from the top down, what do we do about our mm-hmm. leadership members maybe yeah. that are just not able to display the values yes. that we really do expect of them? Have difficult conversations with them, right? Exactly. So from the top down, it is about, are you able to have those difficult conversations Mm -hmm. and put those individuals through whatever training or whatever wake-up call they need? Yeah. And then from the bottom upwards, you know, look, you you know what kind of company you're in very quickly within a few months of being there, I would say. Yeah. And so... And speak to other people who've been at that company or at that company. research. Yeah. 100%. Understand the environment you're stepping into. Mm-hmm. You, you probably research a holiday harder than you research a company's yeah. like yeah. surroundings. So tap into networks, tap into resources, tap into people who may have worked there or know someone who, who knows someone. And Because yeah. if it does mean that you're going to have to move mm-hmm. to get more money and to get that promotion, be intentional with your mm-hmm. move. Really be intentional with it. Yeah. Even if you go to a company that you're not too sure what they... What you know, if it, if it's not a big name company, yeah. that's okay. Yeah, it's about your nine to five and who you're sharing 
that carpet with life isn't it yeah don't just don't just take a role because you think the company's name mm-hmm. is a good badge for your cv yeah it's not worth it no <laughs> no it really isn't it really isn't i know we've we're kind of running out of time so i think for me let's finish on you know companies what they should should be doing i'm going to be biased and say that i think companies should look at the retention of their black and brown yeah and female talent they should look at initiatives that are working not only to kind of recruit junior black and brown talent but to retain because as far as i know lollipop is one of the only initiatives out there that look at trying to retain mid-level black talent and come and work with us and i think one of the reasons why lollipop is has been so successful has had the kind of massive groundswell of support is because it's authentic and mm-hmm. we're honest and if you need some kind of guidance and and a place to go and have an open honest conversation about where you're at then come and find us that's the selfless plug <laughs> right there um, but um but yeah anything that you would say to organizations listening to this maybe they don't have a lot of black and brown talent or maybe they have or maybe they just don't know what to do and you know don't just do your the normal kind of box ticking thing i would just say you authenticity but what do you say Rachel? Uh, yeah along those lines like right we don't expect everyone overnight to have woke up and be an expert yeah. in D&I so go and partner with someone who is an expert in it. Lollipop <laughs> <laughs> It's true Yeah, partner with a third party vendor yeah. yeah, you know it's we do it in life anyway we know that in management Yeah, understand your weaknesses yeah. and go hire in the talent that can plug that we don't expect everybody to be an expert in this, yes. but we do expect them to find the expertise absolutely and bring it in. And also, I would say is be decent people. I think if 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 life if, lessons from Maria, yeah, Rickdale, honestly, be de- be a no, but but honestly, the amount of, of of initiatives, especially black run initiatives, where they where they approach companies and they're completely ghosted is just not great. You know what I mean? Like, Mm. be decent. If you don't have the budget or you can't do it now, what can you do? Can you give resources? Can you chat to them? Can you bring people in? Or Do you know what I mean? Not everything's about money. Sometimes it's just about being, you know, wanting to kind of make that step and having that outreach and having that chat. And that's that's good too. But ignoring people is not on and then posting all over of, of over is not one maria okay. policing i know i would do. like to see the first wpp float at not in hill carnival though oh gosh <laughs> open to that you can do it can you imagine business directors and client partners twerking on the on the float? let's make that our see closing like, yeah. future wpp carnival not in hill carnival float <laughs> Anyway, I just want to say thank you so much, Rachel, for coming and um, to, to kind of doing this this podcast with me. Thank you to everybody out there listening. It's been great and it's been amazing. And, you know, if anyone's got any questions, then find me on LinkedIn, find me on our socials. And I'm hoping and happy to um, to speak to everyone and answer any questions that anyone might have. Thank and you very much. Thank the IAB for yes. giving this platform. Thank you so much, IAB. As well. So good. Really appreciate you. Thanks, Maria and Rachel. Thanks for listening to this week's IAB UK's Stay Engaged 2023. If you've enjoyed this episode, please share it and tag at IAB UK on Twitter or Instagram. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you're listening to access the full range of Stay Engaged episodes and stay updated on the regular IAB UK podcast. 
Join us next week to hear from Index Exchange and Warner Bros. Discovery as they discuss building a better consumer advertising experience in CTV. 